go ahead and mark your calendars if you haven't already. So Friday, September 9th is our bowling outing. That's here in Urbana at Southwest Bowling. And it's free, so please come and join us. Bring your family. It's from 7 to 9. Bring some dollars if you want to eat there, but if you eat ahead of time, it won't cost you anything. So that'll be fun to get together. September 9th. On Saturday, October 8th, we're going to have our women's bonfire at Margot's house. So just mark your calendars for October 9th, and if there's any updates, October 8th, if there's any updates, we'll let you know. Um, but that'll be a good women's gathering and a fun fellowship for us girls. So plan to be there that night. Those are all the announcements that we have. So those of you who haven't grabbed a seat yet, you're behind. Take a seat. We're going to go ahead and get started. Let's just pray before we get started. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for another day to know you, to love you, and to seek your face. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy of our praise. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for everything that you will do. We praise you, we honor you, and we give you all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Stand on your feet. Exalt him together tonight.
going to do that bridge one more time. And in, in the Bible, there was a king, and they had a whole bunch of armies were going to come to them, and they could not win. They knew they couldn't win. The Lord told them just to go, and so they did. And they sang and praised, and the same time that they sang, God went and destroyed the other armies. They started fighting against each other. And when the king got there, they took all the plunder. There was no one left. That is the God that we serve. He will take our praise that we're giving as a free gift, and then he will move through it. So tonight, as we worship, I just encourage you. He's fighting your battles. They didn't see that their battle was being fought until they got there and received the plunder. So as we worship tonight, I just encourage you to know he has you. He is already there. He's fighting your battle for you. He can make a way when there is no way. Where things seem impossible, that's when our God shines.
so good. Father, we know that we have nothing to give you except for what you have first given us. But we just offer ourselves back to you, Lord. We offer you our worship, Father. We offer you our hearts. Lord, I just thank you, Father. I thank you for what you've done, what you did for us, and what you are continuing to do. We just, we ask for more, Lord. We ask for more of you. We thank you, Lord, for being the one who fights our battles. just thank you that it's not about us, but it's all about you. That is all for you, Lord. Lord, we just give you everything. Have your way with us, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would just come and you would fall, Father, that you would make it here on earth as it is in heaven. Just like the Bible says that you will. We believe who you are, God. We believe who the Bible says that you are. We believe that the things that you said you will do, you are going to do. You are good, Lord. We love you. Thank you, Father, for coming. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We'll go around and greet some of your family. We're so glad to have you tonight. Kids, you're dismissed to downstairs.
more naked though. It took me until like five times to do that. I kept looking like a dickhead too. I think you did too. Then finally you're like, oh, okay. I don't know why. I just started doing it. The whole time I'm like, he's messed up every time. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's good to have you this Wednesday night. You know what's uh, you know what's great about this week? The college football season really kicks off. Okay. <laughs> Boo! Are you booing? Yeah, he does. He loves it. You need to leave, Christine. Get out of here. We'll cast that devil out of you. Anyways, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tomorrow, September 1st. September 1st, in my book, is the first official day of fall. So just saying, summer's gone, fall's in. Let's drop the temperature about 30 degrees. Let's just get it done. That's just my attitude. Anyways, good to have you tonight. Let's take up tithe and offering if you have something to give. Uh, there's offering envelopes in the chair in front of you. Um, if not, wave your hand around in an hour. One of the ushers will help you out. But we thank you for your giving and your faithfulness. And um, as we honor God, I, I believe our, our worship, I, I know we do our meet and greet after our worship. Um, you know, it's an extension of our worship as we greet one another in the name of Jesus. Then our giving is also part of our worship. So worship didn't stop when we stopped singing. It continues in how we interact with one another than how we come and, and uh, honor God with the increase of our life. So, Lord, we thank you as we continue our worship and our giving tonight that you are so faithful, and your faithfulness is always in front of us, Lord, as is your provision. And we thank you for the many, many, many times that you made a way, and it, when it seemed maybe to be no way, but you made a way because that's who you are. And Lord, we thank you that uh, uh, you are the God that provides and, and uh, the things in our lives that 
that you tell us in the scripture, you tell us, don't worry about it. Don't worry about all the things that you need because we are in you and we thank you for that kind of provision in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. So bring it if you have it tonight. Uh, before I open up the Bible, there are a couple things just to throw out to you real quick. Uh, a couple things. Uh, one, one I forgot about. Another thing, it's a prayer for our church. Uh, there's a church down the road, and, and I'm, it's slipping my mind the name of the church, but they're putting on uh, uh, like a two-month after church Sunday, uh, 18 and older guys flag football league, okay? So, ladies, I'm sorry. I'm sure if you showed up, you know, whatever. But uh, if you're interested in that, 18 above, um, if you're interested in that, there's a paper I, I put on the board back there. It has all the information, the website. They actually got into it this past Sunday already, but if you're interested, go ahead and check it out and there's a place you can go and register, and they're trying to put some teams together so they can play. And it lasts for a few weeks. Sounds fun. So uh, you want to check that out, go ahead. And the other thing is we have a prayer need. How many of y'all have prayer needs tonight? Anybody? Let me see if you're honest and have prayer needs. What I'm going to do is we're going to close out service by praying for you. We're going to have you come down here. But there's a prayer need that we're going to uh, let you know about, uh, to keep praying about, but we'll pray about at the end of service. So I think some of you know... Uh, Drew and Sarah Brown, they're members of our church, and they have a bunch of kids, uh, but their youngest uh, baby, his name is Connor, and Connor's just over a year old, a year old, something like that, in that neighborhood. Uh, they started noticing things, and, and he was admitted to Dayton Children's uh, last night, and what they have discovered is, and I don't, I don't know the name of it, but he has a form of cancer. Um, that can be common in little kids, uh, and it's very treatable, okay, but at the same time, it's still what it is. So we as a church are going to be praying, and uh, they're doing more tests and more scans and specialists and all that business. Um, and I know Drew was just actually here and dropped the kids off and heading out. I was able to go visit today. But um, anyhow, that's the story. And, but you know what? It's all right. And, and God is going to be with them and with Connor, and uh, he's going to touch uh, Connor, and, and it's going to be okay. So, but we're going to pray. We're going to fight. This is what we do at the church. Amen. Time to get, get a little, little righteous whatever going on in your heart, you know, and let's just pray. And we're going to fight every day. Let's, let's lift him up until this is taken care of. So just pray for the family. And, uh, and you know how it is if, if there's a lot of you know, hospital runs and all this added to the schedule, and it can be tiring and all that business. So uh, just keep them in prayer. But we're going to pray for Connor at the end of the service. I mean, and I encourage you, you don't need to go bombard them or anything and whatever. When they're here, we can talk to them and whatever. But uh, anyway, just keep him in prayer. But we'll, we'll close out service tonight praying for Connor, but also asking for prayer requests um, for those here in the house tonight. All right? Okay, if you've got your Bible, get it out. Uh, we finished up our, our Roman series next Wednesday. I think, I'm going to say I think because just in case, but I think I'm going to uh, start a new Wednesday series on hearing God's voice, what it means to hear his voice uh, and what it means to, to live in the leading of the voice of God. So we'll, we'll spend some time starting next Wednesday on that. But kind of a, a buffer tonight, as you know, I like to do every once in a while, I like to jump into a psalm. So Psalm chapter 32. So if you have your Bible, open up to Psalm 32. And um, 
as you guys know, some, some of you are, are a little newer. The Psalms are very important. The, the Psalms were the prayers of uh, the Israelite community, and, and even into the early church. The Psalm was like the prayer and song book. They did the daily Psalms. They prayed the Psalms. The, the Psalms are well-tread prayers. When, when you pray the Psalms and you read the Psalms, you're jumping on a well-tread path that, that thousands of have, have gone on before us in, in reading them and using them. And the Psalms are very nitty-gritty in their emotion. Uh, uh, you can find uh, across the board in the Psalms probably every emotion of the human experience. You can find it in the Psalms. And as you know, I encourage you, as part of your, your Scripture reading, and I hope you do read your Scriptures, don't let when you come to church be the only time you're in the Bible. You know, in way, way long before the printing press and all that mess, the only time they ever heard the scriptures is when they went, if they went to some sort of a, a church. But you have the opportunity to have it and to be into it, okay? So, so be in the scriptures. But I encourage you with that, to read a psalm a day. And, and, and as I told you before, a pattern that I do is on January 1st, I, I start in Psalm chapter 1, and every day I read a psalm. And 150 days in, I start over, Psalm chapter 1. And then, then you'll be able to read through the psalms twice before the end of the year. And then what I do is when I hit the 300th day to 301st day, then I get into the Proverbs, and I read a, proverb, a chapter of Proverbs a day till, till those run through. But a part of your scripture reading plan I encourage you to read the Psalms, okay? But Psalm chapter 32. And we're just going to kind of read down through this and, and find uh, some encouragement, some challenge in it. It, it says that it's a Psalm of David. And if your Bible puts titles, it wasn't a title that was originally there, but they added a title. It said, Blessed are the forgiven. So blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. How many of you would count yourself among those that says, my transgression is forgiven, my sin is covered, the Lord counts nothing against me, and in my spirit there is no deceit. How many of you say, that's me? Now, come on, come on. Raise your hand up. Let me see. Do you feel blessed? It says, blessed is the one that that is who you are. Do you feel blessed. Now, I think often when we think about blessing, we pray for God, and in a lot of ways it's some sort of an increase to help us in our life. We think, well, God blessed me because some money came from somewhere that I didn't know was coming from there. God blessed me. How many know what I'm talking about? We think that way about blessing. But the best blessing, the original blessing, the blessing of consecration is the forgiveness of your sins. Now, I'm all about it. If, if God blesses you all that way, hey, great. Amen. And I, I could tell lots of stories about those kind of blessings that, that have come into uh, not only my life, but, but our, our marriage and our household. But those things ultimately don't matter. 
because I could be a billionaire, but if my sins are not forgiven, it don't matter. I, I could come up with a business idea that I could even say God gave me the business idea and, and the business flourished and all sorts of finances came in. I was able to bless other people. But if my sins are not forgiven, it doesn't mean anything. The blessing of life is that my sins are forgiven. That is the great work of, of Jesus for all of humanity. But do you feel blessed? Now, again, you, you have a, a tendency to base your feelings on the circumstances of your life. I want, I want to tell you something. If we woke up tomorrow and lost all of our money, if the, if the stock market crashed and I lost all my savings and, and, and something happened and, and, and my, my car broke down and all of a sudden the dishwasher is not working and, and then all of a sudden the, the well, I, I still have a dishwasher. Yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the washing machine breaks down. It, it's like not, the, the roof is leaking tomorrow. I'm going to say, I'm not blessed, man. This is ridiculous. Oh, that's not true. Because that doesn't change my salvation. Amen. And it does not change the fact that my sins have been forgiven. Therefore, regardless of that stuff, I'm blessed. I think, I think we pray for a lot of blessings. Again, those things aren't wrong. Give us this day our daily bread, Lord. It increased because of, of things in our life. That, that's nothing wrong with that. But don't count that your blessing and forget this blessing. Because it's in this blessing that you live and have life. Okay, so you can go, and I've been places like this. You can go to a third world country where the finances are not good, and they're living at, at what we would consider below poverty level lifestyle, and find the blessedness of God because they found the forgiveness of their sins. Therefore, they have really found what truly is abundant life. I, th I think we wrap up too much into things and what has God done for me lately when he's already done this. This is the blessing. So this is where we can say things. The joy of my salvation is found in the blessings of the forgiveness of my sins. The joy of my salvation. Do you find joy in your salvation? Or do you only find joy when God is answering your latest prayer? I mean, I'm, I'm witnessing to myself right here. I mean, what I'm talking about. You have a reason on a daily basis to have joy in this life regardless of your circumstances because you have found the true meaning of life in the abundance of the freedom from sin. All while knowing there is a great reward coming regardless of what happens in this life. So I would encourage you to remind yourself every day, I am blessed. And it's because of what Jesus has done for me. Therefore, because I'm blessed, I just might as well have some joy. 
There's no greater thing you can experience than forgiveness and freedom from sin. No greater thing that we learn to live in the blessedness of the work of Jesus. Okay. But here's sort of the opposite of that. Verse 3. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, and my strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. See how this heat of the summer is negative. That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, you see how the psalmist is writing, trying to explain away. When I am not in the forgiveness of sins, it's just not good for me. That it weighed heavy upon me. That is something that actually makes me waste away. Inwardly, I'm groaning all day long. But verse 5, I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. I submitted to you. I gave it over. I, I talked to you. I made a transaction in my confession. No longer living in this place where I'm wasting away inwardly. It says, therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Well, we know that God never leaves us, and, and he's not gone and won't respond to those kind of uh, confessions and, and prayers. But the psalmist is making sure, listen, we've got to be a people who reach out to him. Because it says, surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. In other words, when life becomes overwhelming, you can feel like you can't reach him, but you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. You know what a, you know what a shout is? It, it is an exclamation of force that God delivers me with his shout. It's a, it's a mighty shout. And now, now in verse 8, it's like now we're, we're, we're going to the perspective of God. Because we will be people who cry out to him and, and allow him to cover our sin, we allow him to be the one that is our hiding place, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like the horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curved with the bit and the bridle, or it will not stay near you. You see that? After the forgiveness of our sins, we must learn to submit to his teaching. Part of living the blessedness of our forgiveness is that we then become people who are taught. And learn what it means to live. Not, not like a horse or a mule that doesn't understand. It's, it's kind of like uh, you, you got like a rock. It, it has no awareness. And you have an animal who's aware, but then you have a human who's aware that it's aware. There's a higher understanding going on with the human. Don't, don't be like those that are aware, but they're not aware. You know what I mean? Be like one that actually has an awareness of God. And then... 
in your awareness, I would encourage you every day to say something like this, Lord, today, teach me. And you're in this constant place of submitting to him who's brought this great blessing to your life of the forgiveness of your sins. Lord, today, teach me. Lord, today, I'd like to live in your wisdom and not mine. Lord, today, as I take a couple moments and get into your word, I'm going to learn and grow whether or not I realize it's happening. Lord, today when I pray, as I'm crying out right now, I believe you respond and you hear to me and your presence is with me. Today, Lord, be with me. Instruct me in the way I should go. You know, that, that takes some listening and responding and obeying. See, how the blessing of the forgiveness of your sins ultimately is worked out in your life is then by being taught and then obeying. By not living in some sort of an ignorance like, a, like an animal, just kind of bouncing around through life. No, no, no. You're aware. Now teach me, Lord, in my awareness. I will respond with an obedience to live out what you have done in my life. See, the psalmist is, is little ahead in his understanding of, of the forgiveness of sin, but, but it's really a great foreshadow of what Jesus is going to do ultimately for us. Then the life then of keeping in step with the Spirit. That I will live each day in a submission of obedience to the Holy Spirit and live out what he's done for me. All right, let's, let's keep reading here. Verse 10, many are the sorrows of the wicked. Ultimately, that will prove itself out to be true. But steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. That, that reminds me at the end of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and love, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Wherever I go, it, it, in essence, what it says, follow is with me. I cannot separate myself from the goodness and love and mercy of God. It's with me. In the same way, David's writing here, the love of God surrounds me. You see that? It's before me. It's behind me. It's above me. It's below me. If I ran as fast as I could, it stays with me. If I walk as slow as I can, it'll stay with me. I can lie down, and it's with me. I can get back up, it's there. I can go parachute out of an airplane, it stays with me. Whatever's going on, the love of God, it surrounds me. That in itself is a joyful thing. To know that God loves me so much that he would in the first place forgive me of my iniquity, which he did not need to do, that God loves me so, so much that he will lead me, as Psalm 23 says, in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, that his love is always with me. And I cannot do, as Paul writes later, there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. Amen. Not life nor death, right? Nor angels, nor demons, nor the present nor the future, right? Nothing. The things that he lists there, nothing can separate me from that love. You live in that. And, and that whole idea of growing in your love towards God is possible because he first loves you. That's a great reminder every day. Here, here's something, another reminder 
for each day. God has forgiven me. I'm blessed. God loves me, and nothing can separate me from that. You know what kind of, of a certain surety and confidence can come to your life when you know you're loved? Isn't that something? As you become aware of love as you grow older, there's something about knowing that you're loved. How many know what I'm talking about? So if you grew up in a good household where you were told you were loved by your parents, there's something about that that brings a, a confidence, a uh, understanding that because there's love, things will be worked out in the proper way, and all, all that kind of stuff. That's the way it was God. That may not have been your experience, unfortunately, but the fact is that you can discover the love of God in that way. So I would encourage you every day that you get up and you remind yourself, listen, everybody look at me, remind yourself I have been forgiven and drive that condemnation away. You remind yourself I am loved and surrounded by the love of God. Remind yourself because that's who he is. So verse 11, watch this. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Oh, righteous, that's you, oh, righteous one. And shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Let me read that again. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you who are righteous, and shout for joy. All you who are upright, you're cleansed, you're forgiven in heart. Y'all are just looking at me. I'm going to read it again. I didn't catch this. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Your heart is righteous. You are righteous in his sight. And shout for joy... All you who your heart has been upright in him. You see what I'm getting at? That is your, listen to me, that is your every day. That's, that's not just church when we get together and sing songs and celebrate together. That is the everyday life of the one who is in him. Be glad in him. And rejoice in this day that he has made. We shout for joy because I am blessed. And the love of God it surrounds me. And nothing can take that from me. The next time you wake up in the morning and you're just like, I mean, what I'm talking about. And you're just like, You, you shake yourself a little bit. No. I'm going to be glad in the Lord. Today, I'm going to rejoice. My sins are forgiven, and this God who did this, he loves me more than my comprehension can grab. As a matter of fact, I'm going to shout for joy. You may wake the rest of the household up. I'm going to shout for joy. Because I am upright in heart, 
because of him. You, you know what church would be like? Listen, you know what church would be like if that's our weekdays? When we come together, buddy, this place would be, it'd be moving a little bit. There, there'd be some rejoice. I'm not saying there's not, but there'd be rejoicing in the house. There would be expressions of the freedom of God in you, expression of it. And it will come out in all sorts, in, in the ways that the human body responds, with, with our voice, with our clapping, with our hands raised, with the, with the dancing, with the bowing. There's this freedom, it's expression. Because we're glad and we're rejoicing and we may even shout. I want you to have that perspective in your life. Because tough times will come. Because it may not always work out the way you want. Because your dishwasher may break down. Right? You may, you may be in time where the enemy is trying to discourage you. And maybe you're around people that are doing the same thing. And you've got, you've got to step back and say, okay, that's not a denial of what's going on in my life. There's no denial here. But yet, but God. I'm blessed. I'm loved. As a matter of fact, he's my help in this time of trouble. Therefore, I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to shout, and I'm going to have a day that is in the day that the Lord has made. Amen. This is why we get in the Psalms a little bit. They, they, they get after our emotions a little bit. They get after our, our, our situations. They get after our everydays. And David, if, if anybody, if David wrote that, if anybody understands the ups and downs of life, even after a calling in life, it's David. Hey, you're going to be king someday. Then the dude's trying to kill him. But then he raises, he kills, he kills the lion and the bear, then he kills Goliath, and he, then he gets to be king, and then he goes and makes a whole bunch of big sin. And this is a guy that's been there ups and downs, sideways and backwards, and he's understanding something in life. That in God, I will find the essence of life and not all this other stuff. Because you would think the guy that killed the lion and the bear and Goliath, and he was, you think he'd be a bit too macho to shout before the Lord, but yeah, that's not David. He understood something. You see what I mean? And he learned in his everyday life that God is the one who does what he does, therefore I will respond in that manner. Amen? Let, let's pray tonight. Let's, uh, if you had, I, I, I asked earlier, if you raised your hand, I'd love for you to come down here so we can pray with you tonight. Samara, you have an opportunity to come up and, and uh, turn, turn her keys on so you can just play a little bit behind us tonight. Let's close out in prayer. Drew, you're here. Drew, come, come down. We're going to pray for Gavin. Why don't you come with him, buddy? This is Drew. This is uh, the father of the baby I was telling you about um, earlier. We're going to pray for his family. But if you raise your hand for a prayer need, please come down right now. 
Come on down. Let, let, everybody can stand up. We're going to pray together. Actually, we're going to gather in at the church in a moment. But if you raise your hand, you said, I have a prayer need. Come down, please. Don't be shy. There are times when we want to take for this stuff. to, you can come down and get behind these people as we pray for them. Come on down and lay your hands on them. In Jesus' name. Let's pray, let's pray with Kelly. 